0: Before we begin our Torah study this evening, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Tonight's message is called Hanukkah 2020, Spread the Hope. I want to talk to you tonight on the second night of Hanukkah about being people who spread hope to others. It's fitting that we spend several weeks each year reading about the life of Joseph from Torah and it's always around the time of Hanukkah. You see, Hanukkah is a message of hope and the life of Joseph is also a message of hope. Joseph's life is a demonstration that trouble and rejection and disappointment can all come to an end, and his life is a message to all of us that what is, seems to be lost can be restored. We can get back what has been taken from us. Hanukkah reminds us too, what has been taken from us can be restored. During the time of the Syrian Greeks and their dominion over the Jewish people in the second century before the Common Era, The spiritual life and the ethnic freedom of the Jewish people were almost completely lost. Torah, the prophets, the writings, the holy scriptures were made illegal by the government. The temple in Jerusalem had been taken away from service to the God of Israel and had been corrupted into a temple for Zeus. For those who valued the faith and the traditions of Israel, it looked like there was no hope no future for the Jewish people, for the nation of Israel, and for the covenant that God had made with the Jewish people. Religious liberties had not only become endangered, they had been lost. But the victory of Hanukkah helped turn all that around. And think about it, you and I are here, believers in the God of Israel and his Messiah, and and we are a demonstration that God can restore. We are a demonstration that God has a hope and a future for us. And it's one of the reasons why we need to remember that we can get back what we have lost. The life of Joseph, a life touched by family hatred, estrangement, injustice, cruelty. It also tells the story of hope and recovery, but with a completely different plot line from a completely different angle. In the life of Joseph, God is at work, God is present, God is with him through what could have just seemed like years of loss and sorrow. But God's victory for Joseph and through Joseph for all of the tribes of Israel, his victory was by his spirit. It was not by the might or the power of armed resistance. Through the stories of Hanukkah, In the life of Joseph, we remember that what was taken from us can be restored. We learn also that God can accomplish restoration many different ways. But Mishpacha, I want you to remember this. You serve a God of hope. I hope that many of you will write in the comment section right now, we serve a God of hope. Romans 15, 13 puts it this way. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, the God of hope. You see, he's the source of hope. He will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you'll overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, if you don't have it, you can't give it away. God is always at work and he's looking for people who will see beyond their present circumstances and situations which try so hard to convince us to rely on the arm of the flesh. But I wanna, I wanna encourage you, don't give in to the arm of the flesh. Remind yourself, you serve a God who gives us hope. He's made plans to do good for you. He's made plans for your future. We all love that passage in Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And one central Hanukkah message is this, God is at work in the dark times. Would you write that in the comment section right now? It'd be great if many people would do this and write these words, God is at work in the dark times. The Lord's light will shine and his light grow stronger. And that's why the Hanukkah miracle of the oil that kept burning is a good reminder. It's it's why the Hanukkah tradition of lighting the Hanukkiah, the menorah, each night is a good reminder. Each day, another candle, each evening, another candle is added to the menorah, illustrating that the light gets brighter and brighter and God's miracle is greater and greater. It's why the words of the prophet Isaiah are powerful for us and for every generation. Isaiah 60 verse one, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Dear Mishpacha. God's light shines on us, and you and I have light to shine for others. Thanks to Messiah, you and I can be light for the nations. Yeshua's light guides us, and we can also share that light. What do we need to do? arise we need to get up stand up and keep standing stand your ground as a peacemaker that's what we were talking about last week but rise and shine 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 shine! it's time to shine because god is shining upon us it's time to shine because we're in the middle of the festival of lights arise shine for your light has come the glory of of the Lord has risen upon you. We have to remind ourselves of that. Shine, folks, shine. There may be darkness, but don't fall into the despair of darkness and don't allow darkness to color your mood or to color your perspective about the hope and the future that God has. Shine, folks, shine. Zechariah 9, verse 12, I wanna read to you from that passage, uh, several different translations. It's really quite provocative, quite stirring to me when I read it. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. I can imagine that Joseph, when he was in prison, heard a word like that during his fellowship with the Lord. He had fellowship with the Lord so consistently that people knew the Lord was with him. You prisoners who still have hope. The NIV says, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. The English Standard Version puts it this way, today I the Lord declare that I will restore to you double and the new American standard. Return to the stronghold of prisoners who have the hope. This very day, I'm declaring that I will restore double to you. That's an amazing promise. It's something that that we need to understand that God can take us through dark times. He can take us through times of challenge this pandemic and also the the great conflicts that exist in our civil society. Let me tell you something, hold on to the hope because we serve a God of hope and he can restore. He can make things even better than before. He can do more than what politicians can do. He can do more than what activists can do. He can do more than what you or I could do on our own. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Hosea gives voice to God's incredible transforming power. In Hosea 2.15, the Lord says, I will return her vineyards to her and transform, get this, the valley of trouble, say that with me, the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Say that with me, a gateway of hope. You see, the place that gives you trouble now can become the door of hope for you. petach Tikva, the door of hope, the gate of hope. The apostle Peter, apostle to the Jewish people, speaks to the heart when he writes in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, in your hearts, revere Messiah, as Adonai, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Why do you have hope? Where does your hope come from? That's what others will ask us when we have hope at a time when others don't, it's necessary for you and for me to cultivate and to nurture hope. Otherwise we risk becoming hopeless. And it's important for us because hopeless people, they can't give any reason to anyone about why they have hope and you know why? It's because they don't have hope. Well, they might think they should have hope, but if you don't have hope, if you don't, experience hope for yourself that comes from God, you won't be able to communicate the God of hope and his plans for mankind. You won't be able to tell others about the hope that God has. You won't be able to spread hope. You can't spread it if you don't have it. We want to be infectious with hope. We want to take the hope of God and let it touch our hearts. We want to let it touch our minds. We want to let it touch uh, our perspective about life and the way that we see things, that it would color everything that we see. And then we would share with other people about the hope of God. You see, the hopeless cannot tell others about the God of hope. Stand your ground as a peacemaker. How? With gentleness and respect. Paul told the believers in Italy about being hopeful, Romans 15, 4. The Tanakh, the scriptures, give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. The the scriptures, the Jewish scriptures, give us hope and give us encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Back to the story of Joseph and his life, he refused to give in to negativity or despair. He worked and he served and he lived like a man who had a future. Only God could have taken him from prison to prime minister in Egypt. Only God elevated him to a place where he made history. Joseph could have given in to bitterness. He could have become a sour person. He had so many bad experiences and so much disappointment. But remember this, God had a plan for Joseph. And he had a plan even to use the times of difficulty to build character and faithfulness into Joseph. The Lord was holding on to the future that he had for Joseph. The Lord was holding on to the future that he had. Folks, sometimes we think we've got to hold on. We do. But I tell you this, the Lord himself is holding on to the future that he has. There were times when for Joseph, it must have seemed hopeless. There were times, I'm sure, when it must have just seemed like a dream that he had, that he would get out of this one day. But there came a time when God knew it was just the right time for Joseph to be restored to freedom, to be restored to his brothers and his father, and for them to be restored to him and to one another. We'll be reading about that for the next few weeks. All those dark times came to an end. The guilt, the shame, the regrets, the sense of loss. It was time for life from the dead. And only God can do that. No wonder that God used death in resurrection to demonstrate His love, His mercy, His justice, His power through Yeshua. The resurrection of Yeshua, you can be sure, is proof that the God of Israel is a God of hope. Mishpochah spread that hope wherever you can because that's the message of Hanukkah and it's the message of Messiah. It's the message that's brought to us every year when we're reading about the life of Joseph and the ways that God works through even the most difficult of circumstances. I wanna encourage you to open your heart to hope. Some people think, oh, that's naive. Some people think it means being Pollyannish and thinking, oh, everything's just gonna work out fine. It's all gonna be easy. No, the, the truth of Hanukkah and the truth of the scriptures is conveyed to us that things don't just work out for themselves. It takes hope, it takes faith, it takes patience, it takes faithfulness. And it takes time, often more time than we think it should for God to do all the work that he needs to do. The deep work, the broad work, the significant work, the work that changes history, the work that's redemptive, the work that causes people who had been in unbelief to have their eyes opened and their hearts turned and softened to him to be restored to him. I so much want to encourage you to be an instrument of hope in this terrible and difficult world that we're living in. As the times are dark, remember you're celebrating the festival of light. As the the times are difficult, remember this, your God has plans, good plans, not to harm you, but to bring good to you. He has a hope and a future for you. You know, God came down from heaven. He took on a body, a human body in order to become a kinsman redeemer to experience everything that we humans go through. He he suffered in the ways that we suffer. He cried and wept and experienced sorrow and loss in the ways that we do. He worked through human emotion and he developed resolve. He expressed resolve in that incarnate form that he took. He became a man. God came down and became a man so that he could walk with us and he could do for us what we needed most. Think about it, God had to wrestle with issues of hope and challenge. He had to look at the suffering all around him. He had to look at the unbelief, the conflict. He lived in the most unstable of times. He lived uh, in, in in the reality of a hostile government that was working against the people of faith in so many ways, but he kept his message clear. His message of hope was a message that was focused on the restoration and the redemption that Messiah would accomplish for us. You know, some people have put it this way. If you're a prisoner and you want to be released from your prison cell, you know somebody from outside has to come and unlock the door so that you can walk out into freedom. You can't unlock your own door. You can't do for yourself everything in the same way, the life of hope and the life of faith is accomplished for us by God. We embrace that. We embrace in one sense, our powerlessness, our powerlessness to accomplish salvation for ourselves. But in another way, we embrace actively and assertively, we we put our best effort into it. We, We put all of our strength into following our God, following his lead, walking through the door of hope. It may have been the Valley of Trouble, but he turns it into the door of hope. Well, a door is an opening, and we've got to walk through it. And we've got to walk through the hope in order to continue. We go from trouble to hope, and we go from darkness to light. We go forward, Kadima, because of what? God has done for us. I wanna encourage you, Mishpochah, don't give in to the venom of the world around us. Always be gentle, always be respectful. Speak in a way that effectively communicates to the hearts and minds of others around you. Be careful. These are days of great challenge, but times of great opportunity as well. The people who arise and shine and allow the glory of the Lord to shine upon them so that they can shine upon others. These are the ones that God is using and the ones that God wants to use more and more in the days ahead. That's our calling, Mishpocha, and I hope you keep yourself encouraged. I hope you keep yourself strengthened in Yeshua's name. Well, we're going to close tonight with Aaron's blessing, and then we'll have a final worship song from the painter's but first, I wanna ask you to consider a generous contribution. You can go to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com giving for all the details. Um, you can participate with us, you can stand with us, and we appreciate you doing that so much. We will be having Shabbat services in the sanctuary tomorrow on Saturday, and um, if you have filled out a waiver and you've turned it in, you are welcome to participate. All the protocols are in place, but we're not using the RSVP system right now, and we have capacity, so you are welcome to come and join us if you're part of the mishpacha. but you have have to have completed a waiver form and turn that in. And if you haven't turned that in, you can uh, do so uh, before you attend. So for Aaron's blessing, let's pray right now. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord guard and protect you and watch over you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you so that you can shine upon others and speak with grace and respect and gentleness to them. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace so that you can spread the hope In the name of Yeshua, we pray. So from Sandy and me, we say thanks for joining with us tonight on the second night of Hanukkah.